How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Drafted in 1988 in the 62nd round, the 1390th pick overall. Today, he calls Cooperstown home. Mike Piazza, welcome to the Hall of Fame. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. On the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Andres Jimenez, how about him getting a $105 million or whatever it was, $100 million extension with the Cleveland Guardians, seven years. Andres Jimenez, it made us think looking back to the Lindor trade a couple years ago. I didn't like the trade at first, not because I didn't like Lindor. I like Lindor, and I love Lindor now, especially after last year. I do think Lindor is going to be even better this year and become a an all-time Met and a successful Met as far as championships go. I do think the Mets will get one at some point during his contract. But I didn't love the idea of that trade because I felt it wasn't an area of need. I actually liked Jimenez. I did not like Rosario. I liked Jimenez at short. He showed some signs with the Mets to a point where I was thinking, hey, you know what? He might be able to be their shortstop of the future. And you could go out there and spend the money that the Mets were looking to spend anyway on JT Realmuto, on George Springer. Those were my two biggest targets. Or you could have traded for Nolan Arenado, but you didn't have to go all in and trade for... The shortstop. And I thought it was odd that that was the move that the Mets made at the time. Now, of course, it was exciting getting a player of that caliber. It showed you that was, remember, that was the first move. It seems, I, I know it's, you know, only two years ago, but people forget that was the first move of the Steve Cohen era, letting you know that, hey, things are changing around here. We're going out and getting a big player that's available because we know we're going to be able to extend him or give him the contract that he wants. So it was important for the Mets to make a big splash like that at the time. But I always thought that building the team, they might have benefited from keeping Jimenez and trading or or signing the other guys that we mentioned. And it is weird if you think about how the landscape could have changed if they, in fact, sign JT Real Muto. I mean, even if they did it on top of the Lindor move, fine. Remember, the Mets were so far behind at that point. They needed multiple big moves, which they didn't make right away. But good for Jimenez, and this is one of those trades, truly, where 
you have each team really feeling like they won the trade. The Mets got the start. Now you look at the value. The Mets are paying significantly more, you know, three times more than what Cleveland is paying Jimenez. Now, the Mets are getting the better player. They're getting the more impact, better production. But Jimenez is younger, and the guy was an all-star a year ago. So Cleveland was in a spot where they had to, and this sometimes is why these smaller market teams can actually benefit by not having money. Because had they had money, Cleveland, they would have never let Lindor go. And they would have had to pay that big contract, potential overpay for him. And they wouldn't have gotten the young players that they got in return. And the Mets, because they have the money, can say, all right, yeah, we'll give you these prospects. Just give us the big guy. And they do that and sign him to a big contract extension. It's easier, I guess, to make mistakes the more room you have to make moves or decisions. Some decisions, you know, sometimes the best ones are the ones that are made for you. Well, Cleveland had that decision made for him. Okay, we're not going to be able to sign Francisco Lindor. We got to trade him. And then they go out there and maximize their return. So that's clearly a win for them. And the Mets, as we said, needed a superstar player. So they get one in Lindor, and that is a win for them. Now, the Mets just need to move forward and continue to try to build as a team toward the ultimate goal. Same way with the Yankees. You know, it is crazy to think the Yankees haven't been in a World Series since 2009. I mean, we're talking about Jason Bateman movies and all this stuff and going back 10 years. Or 2009 is a long time ago. For the Yankees? Especially for the Yankees. I mean, it's a long time ago anyway. But especially for the Yankees. Something's got to give here. I mean, pretty soon, be coming up on 20 years. If the Yankees don't make or win a World Series. Can you imagine that? 20 years. Oh, my God. What are we going to do with ourselves? But maybe this is the year. And like I said, I've been picking the Yankees every year since 2017 to break through and get to a World Series, if not win the World Series. And they have not been able to break through and get to a World Series. Maybe this is the year led by the captain. No, not Volpe. Judge. Although I'm sure soon it'll be, hey, Volpe, he's got to be a captain. Soon as Judge is done, hand it over to Volpe. But the Yankees have not been back in such a long time. And the longer you go, I guess, the more intrigue each year that follows because you want to see if this will finally be the year that they get back to the World Series. And after living through the 90s, it felt like it was a right to have the Yankees in the World Series. It was happening so often that it was their, you know, and especially their fans, it was their birthright to get to the World Series. And it's hard to believe that they haven't been back since they won it in 2009. Think about, and I do this sometimes, it's a fun exercise. Think about all that you've done in your life since the Yankees last appeared in a World Series in 2009. Like, I mean, that's like six girlfriends ago, potentially. For me. I haven't counted them up exactly, but that is Play a, that is a yeah, right. That is a long time ago. I mean, you're talking about well over 10 years here. It's a long time ago. Long time in between appearances for the Yanks. They're overdue. Like we said, 2015, much more. See, the last time, this is a good way to put it. Since the last time the Mets appeared in the World Series, I have had the same girlfriend, now wife. The Yankees, there were at least, let's see, one... To, I mean, geez. Yeah, I mean, it was probably over five, I would think. Long time ago. 
And isn't it funny, too, how certain years feel closer or, you know, to being where from where we are now than they really appear? Objects in rearview mirror are closer than they appear. Like, I don't know. It feels like sometimes I talk about 1998 or 2000 like it was yesterday. Meanwhile, that's, I mean, forever ago now. But the 2010 year or 2011 is like, hmm, I don't really remember that. I don't know, it's weird how certain years or certain periods feel different than others. When it's the same time that's passed in between. Eli is calling from Washingtonville, New York. What's up, Eli? Hey, yeah, how you doing, Sal? Listen, you just said you just said 2009, and oh man, it just struck a nerve. It's just this Cashman era. This is what it is. Like this, this guy's been so many mistakes. Oh my God! I'm just hoping that these these rookies, uh, uh, Volpe and the guys that are supposed to, you know, be the next baby bombers. I hope the Yankees could develop them. And, you know, they'd be the players that they, they you know, they're supposed to be. Not like a, a Torres and a Sanchez. It's not even in baseball anymore. I'm telling you, this guy Cashman. Well, Cashman, Cashman falls into that category, Eli, that I was talking about before where you have as many resources as the Yankees have. You're going to be making more moves because you have the ability to make more moves. The more moves you make, the more mistakes you're likely to make. So I don't think that Cashman is just a bad general manager. I think he's a general manager that has had the opportunity to make a lot of moves. Some have been good. Some have not. Yeah, but listen, what, what was the last time he developed a good pitcher in our, in our, in our system that's been healthy? Um, <laughs> he's, he's talking about homegrown? Yeah. Well, I mean, we got to see what happens this year, but obviously they've gone out there – and gotten certain, you know, they, they go out and get Garrett Cole. They Cortez is not homegrown, but they did find something in him that you know he believed in. They got to get credit for that. Um, you know, he's been bad with the pitching. That is one thing where you know the Yankees have not. They've tried several times to get that young, controllable stud. As a matter of fact, even with their own, with Luis Severino thinking he was going to be the guy. They actually had a young, controllable stud. They try to lock him up. They do on a team-friendly deal, but Severino can't stay healthy. He doesn't pitch. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you over thing is that they overhype their prospects also, like throughout this, this whole um, cash and era. Like, look at all the rookies that didn't pan out. Right. You know, and they, they held on to instead of, you know, I remember for crying out loud that we, they were talking about. Uh, and Duhar for for uh, for one of the the Mets aces at one point, and and he didn't want to pull the trigger. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. He, I don't then, know if that was legitimate, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Brian Cashman has been reluctant to trade his top guys, but he's also been disappointing when trying to develop these young guys, even with all the expectations, all the hype, all that stuff. You know, there's been disappointing moments here where, you know, especially when you go look at the baby bombers and where they were going and what the expectations were, and it just hasn't happened, whether it's Greg Bird, whether it's Clint Frazier, whether it's Gary Sanchez, as you mentioned. Um, there have been plenty of guys where the high hopes were there and they just never panned out. And I'll tell you, it's just, it's just Cashman is just, uh, I think he's a bad general manager. Like, in my opinion... Like he should have been gone. When once he he tried to do this, uh, you know, try to take the route of the Tampa Bay Rays and and uh, and the Houston Astros, where analytically driven. When you know the people that you hire to crunch the numbers are not as smart. It's it just it's just the Yankees need to be the Yankees. And you know you fight, you develop. I remember when Roger Clemens said that the Yankees do not, you know, they do not rebuild, they reload. Uh, you know that that's what the Yankees needed to do. Like they needed to, to spend money wisely and and develop good talent. Can you believe and, you know, it's it's been since two thousand nine? I can. Yeah. Like with the resources that this guy has, and the part, you know, the, the mistakes like in Ellsbury. Oh my God, I can't. And the thing is, a lot of his his, his moves were like a reaction. Like, he didn't, he didn't, 
I think he didn't land Cano, and he got Ellsbury. He didn't land Otani, and he got and he got a um a John Carlos standing. Judge number two, but always hurt. The same type of player. Well, I didn't like that move. That might be the biggest one of all. And thanks for the call, Eli. Where I just never felt the Yankees needed John Carl Stanton. And if you could pinpoint to one move that changed things significantly for the Yankees, I think coming off the 2017 season, where the Yankees were not expected to do anything. Remember, that was supposed to be the rebuild year in 2017. Coming off of that year where they went to Game 7 of the ALCS and the Baby Bombers arrived, they definitely did not need John Carlos Stan. He is or was the same player, essentially, as Aaron Judge. Big power bats, they're going to strike out. You didn't need two of those guys. You already had a very good team that went to Game 7 of the ALCS. And then they make the trade for Stanton. While they didn't give up anything, as far as players go, they did give up maybe some financial flexibility because they took on Stanton's big contract. And he's obviously been here ever since. He hasn't been 100% healthy. He can't play the outfield. Or he hasn't been able to play the outfield consistently. That was the one that kind of altered the path of the baby bombers led by Aaron Judge. And, you know, the Yankees had opportunities even with adding John Carl Stanton, but it just never felt the same as it did that 2017 year. Disappointing exit in Boston in 2018. 2019 again falling short to the Astros. 2020, the Rays get them. 2021, Boston. Last year again, the Astros. I'm not trying to pinpoint John Carl Stanton, but when you have that much money tied up in a player who's limited as far as defensively, doesn't want to be... Doesn't want to be a DH, but can't really play the outfield well. And also risks injury, although they'll have you tell you, the Yankees will say, well, you know what, him sitting around DHing could lead to injury once he does get back active. Anyway, I thought that that Stanton trade was not a good one. Not because I didn't like Stanton, I just thought it was redundant. They could use that money in much better ways, whether it's adding an arm in that rotation or whether it is bringing in a better balanced bat to complement Aaron. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Days up to 40 pounds. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Back 
on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Opening day tomorrow, not quite 24 hours from now, but close enough where you'll have the Yankees opening at home, all the pomp and circumstance at the stadium, Yanks and Giants, nice old school rivalry, like very, very, very old school rivalry, but Yanks and Giants, at the at the stadium, and then the Mets will follow at 4 o'clock in Miami. They even have the Rangers-Devils in a huge matchup now. Um, I wish I could go. To, you know what? If I could go to any of the three games, well, I'd probably want to go to Miami just so I could check the ballpark off. But I was going to say the, the game that means the most is the Rangers-Devils. Rangers making their Stanley Cup push here, trying to take that two-seat away. In the Metro Division from the Devils, get home ice in that first round series. And I think they will, as a matter of fact. Anyway, big game tonight, Knicks and Heat, and then the three games tomorrow with the Yanks, Mets, and then Rangers and Devils. Steve is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Steve? What's up, Sal? Um, I'm not a big Brian Cashman guy these days, and that's more to do with his arrogance and stubbornness in recent years. Hmm. But I do want to mention something about twenty eight the twenty eighteen Yankees that you did not mention. Hal, Hal Steinbrenner cut payroll by more than $30 million after the 2017 season. It went from 224 to 192 That's with the Stanton trade. Right, so, but even yeah. even more so, they used up whatever payroll they had on Stanton. That's part of my problem, where they didn't need that. They could have used that money. Now, you're right, their payroll got less, but they could have used that money elsewhere. So at the time, I, I did I did think that Kristen Yellow should have been the target, a lefty bat, you know, a, a contact hitter, not mm-hmm. not redundant with Stanton. But how much do you think ownership pushed for Stanton to sell Twin Towers shirts and Stanton and Judge? I'm sure that's part of the equation. I think it was run. I think it was Cashman falling in love with the player. I mean, remember at the time, John Carl Stanton was coming off of a year where he hit what 59 homers, or whatever it was, 60 homers, and. He or 59, it must have been with the with the Marlins. And he was one of the best power hitters in the game. It wasn't Stanton being a problem. And I know he had some injuries, but he was playing the outfield and he wasn't as hurt as he as has been with the Yankees. The issue to me is that he was the same freaking player that they had in Judge. I, I don't know. I don't I don't think it was ownership. I, I just think it was Cashman and that the analytics and the uh launch angle and all that stuff. Well, this is where Cashman's arrogance comes into play. Those Yankee teams, and even now, where's their lefty pop? You know, Anthony Rizzo's the lone lefty. Those 2018, 2019, 2020 Yankees had no lefties at all. I mean, I think the drought still continues. I think it's partly Cashman's stubbornness and arrogance, and I think a lot of it also is how and his half measures. So what would you have done differently this year? I mean, last offseason... I'm sorry, last year after getting swept by the Astros, I mean, right. absolutely destroyed by Houston. They complained about how Matt Carpenter and Ben Attendee were hurt. Well, those guys are gone, and they added zero to the offense. I do think Volpe will provide a spark, but... Yeah. Well, that's why we talk about... I think you're right. I mean, I, I think you're right. See, remember, Cashman himself said the Yankees needed a left fielder. They didn't get one. I mean, you look at... And thank you for the call. You look at the team in comparison to last year, it is very similar. Rodone. Bader, Volpe, those are the areas of upgrade. And they're going to say Josh Donaldson, or as Boone calls him, J.D. Those are the areas where they technically could upgrade, maybe keep staying healthier. But then again, maybe Judge comes back down to earth a little bit. But yeah, they didn't do a ton this offseason to upgrade. Now, some people say, well, upgrade from what? They're already a great team. And there's only so many things you could do. There wasn't really many areas where they could upgrade. I thought last year's offseason was bad. The IKF Josh Donaldson mess. They've had some doozies. Cashman has had some. Now, he's been great at times, but they have had some rough ones as well. That set the team back. Artie's calling from Nutley, New Jersey. What's up, Artie? Hey Sal, I, I just wanted to say, man, I'm, re- I mean, I'm real pumped up about uh, opening day. And you know, this, this is the thing: is I'm a Yankee fan, right? And my friends always say to me, "Or, you know, how do you feel about the Yankees this year? Do you think they're going to win?" It's like, 
you never know a baseball. That's why it's so great. You know, it's like, if you think about it, right? Last year, in the beginning of the season, if someone said to you, hey, Sal, uh, the Phillies are going to be in the World Series. Like, if I was, I would have thought the Braves or even the Mets, mm-hmm. right? The Braves or the Mets would have been over the Phillies. Like, you just don't know. You know, and like you were talking about that earlier. It's like, you know, the thing about baseball is so crazy. You never know what's going to happen. Like, in 2015, I never would have predicted uh, Mets, Kansas City Royals World Series. I never would have predicted that. And that's why I love baseball. You just don't know. Even when the Braves, I didn't know the Braves were going to win that year. I never, I would have predicted somebody else, you know. Right. And I'm just excited about it, man. I'm ex- I, and, 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 and so I got to say, a lot of times I don't even agree with you, but I love you. You're a great radio guy. I just want to say, happy, uh, happy uh, um, opening day Eve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Artie. And by the way, I know sometimes this has uh, you know, become a common thing here, but we're not always going to agree. You guys can disagree with me all you like, but that's what makes sports talk fun. You don't have to uh, agree. Call and debate it. Tell me why you think you're right. I'll tell you why I think I'm right. But I appreciate the, the kind words, and I appreciate listening. And yes, happy opening day eve, if that's in fact a thing. The only thing I don't like about opening day is the day after. Because there's all this buildup, there's all the excitement, all the energy, and then the day after, they're off because of the rainout stuff. Now, in this particular case, you have the Mets playing, which is great, you know, because the Mets are on the road, they're in Miami, so no worry about a rainout there. You don't have to have that scheduled off day. But with the Yankees, it'll be the buildup. They play Thursday and then the letdown Friday before the weekend. You know, I was saying this past weekend was the last weekend that we had without baseball games that matter. Now, from here on out, every weekend from here on out, there's going to be games. Man, build your schedule around it. I hope these um, the actual schedules are in the paper. I mean, what is going on with the... Why is it taking the Mets... And Yankees so long to update their printable schedules? Did they just like, so somebody over there forgot to do it and they just leave it as is? Where there are no set times for road games? Like, what is going on here? Some of us need to know the schedule. Anyway, I believe they'll be coming out in the paper, whether it's today or tomorrow. So I look forward to that and then mapping all these things out. But yeah, I mean, think about it. No more weekends, baseball free. And before you know it, the summer will be here. Memorial Day, 4th of July, and on we go. And how fast it all goes. But just knowing outside of the second day of the year, just knowing that it's going to be there for you basically every night for the next six-plus months is great. And I don't know if baseball is less predictable than the other sports. But, yeah, you're right about the Phillies. Who would have thought the Phillies would have gone to the World Series last year? And now you can look at some of the teams and say, well, yeah, Mets, Yanks, Astros, Dodgers, Padres. I mean, for the most part, you could hone in. But I do feel like it's a little more open than some of the other sports. Football, you you may get one or two teams that surprise and maybe of those two teams, one could actually go deep into the postseason. But realistically, you can rule out a bunch of teams as far as winning a, a Super Bowl or winning an NBA title. With the World Series, you know, with Major League Baseball, there are probably more teams you feel comfortable saying, hey, you know what? I think this team has a sh- has a shot. This team has a chance to go out there and maybe do some damage in the postseason. To your point, would anybody be saying that about the Phillies last year? Maybe there were some, but definitely not after the start. After Philadelphia's start, I don't think you could, you know, Girardi has to get fired. I don't think anybody thought that that was going to be a team that was going to the World Series. But we've seen that now a couple of times. Nationals 2019. Luckily, they made the playoffs after that horrific start. 
And they make it, and they go on a run and go win the World Series. Possibilities are endless. It's just nice to have two teams in New York that not only have the highest of expectations, but also have the highest of resources to put into the ball club to make sure they're put in a position to go out there and compete for a World Series. And that's all you can ask for. Now, I know we get on the Yankees, and it's changed with the Yankees because they've, I don't know if spending less is the right way to put it, but they've been less aggressive where there would be panic or not even panic, maybe just anger and reactionary moves to the failures of the expectations for the Yankees where the you know World Series are bust every year. Well, the failures to meet those expectations could lead to you know certain decisions being made. Anyway, it's exciting to think that all these, you know, well, not all. I mean, there's a lot of teams, you know, as much as we say that baseball there's uh multiple teams that could win it, you could rule out half the league right now too. So maybe it's not, maybe it's just I don't know. It's just nice to have the two teams here with resources that we know are going to be competing to go win the World Series. The results may vary, but at least the possibility is there where you look at other cities and it's just not. Rule them out. Done. Done. Right from the beginning. 877-337-6666. It's been Mets. It's been Yankees. It's been a little bit of... Jets and Odell Beckham Jr. and Aaron Rodgers. It's been a little bit of puck as the Rangers get a win, setting up a big matchup where they trail the Devils by two points in the Metropolitan Division for that all-important home ice advantage in that likely first-round matchup. Rangers and the Devils Thursday night. Knicks and the Heat tonight. Me and you next. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. It's their 27th World Championship. The most of any team in any sport in the history of professional sports. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Zeller kind of back on the fan. Fleeks, did we do over-unders last year? I totally forgot about that this year. We did do them last year. You have the records of that? Uh, Give me a minute. I forget because I thought I was bad with baseball. I was good with the NFL this year. I think we were reversed. I was good with baseball, bad with football. You were good with the football, bad with baseball. Man, I totally forgot. We didn't even – it just shows you. I got no time here uh, to even think straight. Um, We could have done that because I know this is your your last show as you get uh, set to head out to West and partake in the JJ uh, bachelor party uh, festivities, right? So you're leaving – Tomorrow, I'm leaving. Today's seven fifteen Wednesday night tonight. Oh, seven p.m. tonight. Yeah. Oh, we're all arriving. Lugauer, me, Rosenberg, CeeLo, all arriving in Vegas late Wednesday night. Late. So, what time will you get there tonight? Like ten o'clock Vegas time. Ten o'clock Vegas time. Wow! Look at all you guys. Who's going to be working here? Who's left? EJ. That's why EJ's been training this last week. Need 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 bodies here with everybody leaving. A lot of the newer guys who were not here when JJ was here, right? So they'll be able to fill in. Well, I know JJ's uh, got that big bachelor party going uh, going on this weekend, and right. I do have our totals for. I have our picks from last year. Okay, off the top of my head, I don't remember how all of these did. So I had the Red Sox. We both had the Red Sox under eighty five and a half. Almost positive that one hit, right? Red Sox under, you said? Yeah, we had yeah. under 85 and a half. I'm going to pull it up right now. I think I'll be able to get the standings for last yeah, year. Yeah, they were under 500, weren't they? Yeah, they were terrible last year. I thought maybe they got back to five or toward 500. Yeah, I got it right now. 2022. Uh, let's see. Standings. Yeah, Red Sox were 78 and, 60, and 84. Okay, and then you had the Astros under 92 and a half. Terrible. They won 106 games. Mets over 87 and a half. Win. 
Cubs over. You're not going to like this one. Cubs over 74 and a half. Oh, come on. <laughs> they finished with 74. We just wait. Last one. Rockies over 68 and a half. Are you kidding me? I am not. Because the last we checked, I think, down the stretch, I was like, I might have a shot at that one. So you went 2-1-2. Two, 2-1-2. And, two. Two, and, two. and the two losses were by a half? Right? 68? Oh, no, sorry, right. You know, you're 2-3, two, right, two but they were losses by a half. a half. Right. All right, okay. And I had, well, the Red Sox, I had the Tigers over. That was a miss. Uh, the A's under 67.5. That hit. Cardinals over 84 and a half that hit and the Nationals I remember talking about how this was the easiest bet of the year for anybody under 69 and a half and they won 55 games. Yeah, they god, I didn't even realize they were and that And their bad. number this year again is in the high 60s. And you're going to go under I'm it again? Betting it, I know the there's a more balanced schedule. They have to play still 13 games each against the Mets, Braves and Phillies. Did you give it any thought over unders yet this year? I have a couple, yeah. Are you doing it like are you betting them in Vegas or no cuz No, 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 I'm be- uh, cuz we're not planning to be awake before the start of the... Like, J.J. even said to me, he's like, I might want you to throw in a Yankees bet because the plan is to watch a lot of the stuff from the sports book on Thursday. I was like, listen, we'll be there by the start of the Met game at 1 p.m. Vegas time. The the our, Again, it's me, Lugauer, Rosenberg. We don't need to make sure we're there 10 a.m. for the start of the Yankee game. Don't you think that... I mean, I know Vegas is still Vegas, and I haven't been in many years, but don't you think that because now you can gamble... In a lot of other places, like we used to not be able to bet sports in New York or Jersey or whatever, and going to Vegas, like, oh my God, I could walk up to the window and place a wager. But now you can do that here. No, I listen, all my baseball futures made on the phone, on the apps. All right. You don't even have to go to the window anymore, anywhere. Like, I'll do something that also because you can't use the apps there. So, like, when we bet the Final Four on Saturday and the championship game Monday, I'll do that there. But I also don't want to have any. You know, futures. T- I don't. I don't need the futures from that. I'll just bet the games we bet. Right. Like we're probably it's opening day. We're probably all going to bet the Mets to win. Right. So you have everybody on the same page. We'll probably. Th- I actually I might have to do this one early because I'm not going to be. I don't think we're going to be there for the start of the Yankee game. A Met Yankee parlay. Oh right. Okay, that makes everybody, sense. Everybody there is a fan of one, of one of the two teams. All right. Let's just root for New York baseball to start off one and zero. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, boy, it's exciting thinking about that landing in Vegas and going to make these bets and hanging out with the group. Yeah, that is fun. Um, what do you have for us over unders here? What are you looking at? I mean, geez, I haven't even gone around the league at all. I've been so lo- locked in on the locals. I haven't even really thought about uh, what's Texas's number. It was uh, last I saw it was eighty one and a half I think. What? Yeah, they won sixty eight games. Well, but they added Degrom. They added all these guys. It, it, well, like for someone like you who doesn't think Degrom's going to pitch, how do they not? You're yeah. betting the under. And I, I, I know. Like I was Bogey. talking to JJ. He loves their over because he thinks uh, Degrom, Evaldi, uh, Haney that they're going to get something from these guys. Ah, Haney sucks. Anyway, all right. So what do you got for us? Oh uh, well, I, I the one bet I make every year, and it's a higher number this year. Cardinals over eighty eight and a half. Just bet the Cardinals over. Bet the Cardinals to win the NL Central. Odds are you're going to catch at least one of the two. Who is going to threaten them in the Central this year? Well, that's man? the thing because another one it, for me is Brewers under eighty six and a half. I don't think the Brewers are as good as they were last year. And if last year was a sign, like that's a team that might sell off payroll. If they're not great, the pitchers are going to be free agents. They might be getting rid of guys and not adding to that team. Yeah, that's a team I was saying this on JJ's podcast. And I don't buy the Cubs. I, I Some people are into the Cubs, and I don't buy that team at all. Yeah, it was last year a little bit. I don't think so. I was saying this, the Brewers are going to be a team that the Mets and Yankees could you know, pick the carcass from. I mean, you go out there and get uh, some players because they, I do think that they are going to be selling. But in the Central, yeah, outside of the Cardinals, who the hell is any good? Right. Here's another one I'm betting, and I hope it's a donation. Are you? Do you know what the numbers are for the NLEs teams? Uh, I know the Mets were, what, 93? Mets are 93 and a half. Braves so 94. The, so are the Yankees. The Braves, no, last I saw the Braves were, uh, one book I think had them tied with the Mets. The other one had them one game less at 92. Wow. I've seen one in 94. I've seen them all over the place. What about Phillies? Well, that's that's the interesting one. The Phillies, who won 87 games last year. You know, we had they had a Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. They went to the World Series. 88 and a half. Yeah, see, Vegas, I, and like you read the World Series early, odds earlier, Vegas is not high on the Phillies. 
I like that from a Mets fan perspective, but from a better's perspective, I would bet the Phillies to win the division. I, I am happy to make that bet for the over, and if it's a donation, then good. Let the NL East be a two-team race. Yeah, right. You'd pay to have the I, Phillies. Yeah, game. I'll happily lose that one. I think it's going to be the Phillies division. I'll put it this way. I don't think Atlanta's winning it again. I mean, it just at some point, they're going to, there's not going to be the 90s all over again where the Braves win every freaking division. I would bet Philadelphia is going to go over that number and probably win the division. It's the, it's the one bet that seems too good to be true, right? With all those players, I know that they're top-heavy, but the star power, yes, Harper's out, but he's probably going to play half the season at least. They have big guys in the rotation. They have Wheeler. They have Nola. Like eighty eight and a half. Like they the reason part of the reason they were at eighty seven last year was one, they were decimated by injuries for a lot of the year. Castellanos had a down year and they made a managerial switch. When Thompson took over for Girardi, they were a much better team. Like on paper, this is gonna be the one to me that I would bet like people are gonna be all over betting that right. after they went to the World Series and added Trey Turner. That's a low number. Now I wonder if the scheduling- That's a number that if I was a Phillies fan would scare the daylights out of me. You think the Mets go over their number? I tell you, the Mets and Yankees number, the 93 and a half, they're very, very sharp. Yeah, then maybe they'd be right there. What's Toronto's number? I think 91. Let me look. Uh, 91 and a half. Yeah. I don't know. These divisions, too, can be tricky. How are, I mean, is there any team that you think in the AL East outside of those two? Like, is it going to just be the Rays again because they're okay? Can the. Oh, the Red Sox going to be better? Or can so the, the, the Rays are at 89.5, Red Sox 78.5, Orioles 76.5. So that's it. So, I mean, those numbers are... T- now, those are not... But that's, a re- that's really kind of clogged together. The Like, the, the difference between the Rays and the Yankees is smaller than the margin they have for the Phillies and the Braves. Because the Braves, this one I'm looking at right now, I have FanDuel up. They have 95.5 for the Braves. Yeah, see, I'm going under. I'm going under Atlanta. They're not. They're, I talked to you off. I know they're the Braves. They get everything right. Blah blah. blah. Dansby Swanson left. They didn't replace right. him. And you know maybe they make the smart move. They do. They got rid of uh, Contreras and replaced him with Sean Murphy, who is a much worse hitter. Contreras hit twenty home runs last year, more than Murphy, in two hundred fewer at bats. Like Contreras was incredible for them last year, and that was their big move. I mean, I just. I, I know maybe I'm a little biased with this from you know being burned last year by this team. I don't think they're that good. I don't. And listen, for all the criticisms we made, they did sweep the Mets in that series. Sure. When they got to the postseason, they looked as bad against the Phillies as the Mets did against the Padres. Right. And it's even worse because they won the division and had a they bye. They had the bye. They had the rest. They got to line up everything the and, way they wanted it. And they lost to a team in their own division that won 87 games. They were 14 games better than them. At least the Mets lost to the Padres. And more, I mean, again, I know the Phillies ended up going to the World Series, but uh, Mets lost to the Padres. No shame in that. Both disappointing. That's, listen, if you, especially if you think the Phillies are going to win the division, you think the Mets are going to be in the low 90s, then, yeah, Braves under would correlate with both of those. I would go Braves under for sure. Probably Phillies over, unfortunately. I wouldn't touch the Mets. Y- Yankees, 93. I mean, they have to go over that. Even in a bad year, they win that. No? You think under? Uh, not two years ago, they didn't. When they went to the wild card game against the Red Sox. Yeah. What was their total? Didn't they win like 90? Last year they, last year or two years ago? Last year they won 99. Yeah, two years ago. Didn't they win like 92 games? That's what I'm saying. I think it was like 91 or 90. They All those three teams were, because I think the Blue Jays missed it by one or two games. They were at 89. And it was a bad, let me bring it up, 2021. It was a bad year by all accounts. It was 92 wins. Yeah, they won 92 games in a bad year. 92 games. I mean, that is just Well, remarkable. I think they're telling you with a lot of these teams, even uh, the Dodgers number is 96.5. Because of the balanced schedule, yes, the Yankees are going to lose a couple of games against uh, the uh, Rays, the Blue Jays, some good teams. But they're also going to have to pick up games against the Phillies, the Braves, the Cardinals, the Dodgers, the Padres. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Tough. To, and these bets, I mean, even with making the picks last year, it's hard with the future wagers. It's fun. I loved when Mike and the dog used to do it, and it kind of started the tradition. It's fun, but it's also, like, I'm not, you, you don't even look at it until midway through the year. And and that's just to be like, oh, yeah, okay, well, here, we're, here we are. You don't know which way it's going to go until the final, 
My tool of mine came down to the final day of the year. It depends because you either almost feel like you have ones that do that where you're down to the wire or ones that you know in June. Like that that Nationals one last year. I knew in Memorial Day, this is this is a win. This is a, there's no chance they can go over. Wins. My God. How, the Reds are supposed to be bad again this year? Yeah, their number is 65 and a half. Jeez, what's Pittsburgh's? Sixty-seven and a half. And you, I mean, you were again. Have, this, and I, I know the schedule is more balanced. This is why the Cardinals still every year. And that they're the one team that's consistent, and that organization knows how to win eighty-five plus regular season games in a bad year, like no matter what. Yeah, I, these over/unders, though. I mean, I don't know. It's fun to the do. The A's number what that is, is that? the lowest one I've seen. Fifty-nine and a half. I mean, that's freaking embarrassing. And the Nationals, 58 and a half. See, I would go over both of those just because. That's too low. Are you going to bet the Rangers under? No. You think they go under? I'm, not, I'm probably not going to bet any That one I think you're almost entirely betting on the health of starting pitchers. I, I like Bochi, though. That's the problem. But they won 68 games. That's a ridiculous increase. To 81 and a half, you said? So they got to get to 82 wins? They're going to be able to increase that just by bringing in a couple guys and Bochi? I don't know about that. Angels over under 82 and a half? I'll probably go under. <clears throat> probably go under there. Say, I mean, they won 73 last year. And they're going to trade Otani. I mean, don't you think they're going to trade Otani? What's Seattle's number? 86 and a half. 86 and a half. They won 90 last year. Uh, and the Astros are 95 and a half. See, I'd go, I I would double down. I'm stubborn in that. I had the Astros under last year. I was wrong. I'd go one more time, double down, and and say, you know That could work. Last year was after maybe a team that got to the World Series was hungry because they didn't win it this year, a little different. Yeah. Plus, they lost Verlander. Yeah, I'd go under that number. Now, that's a high number still. And maybe you think the other teams are a little bit better. Texas a little bit better. Who knows with the Angels. Mariners still good. I like the White Sox over 83 and a half. They finished 500 last year. Just remember how much of a disaster Tony LaRusso was for them. Who's they had a ton now? of injuries. Do we even know who their manager is? It doesn't matter. I used to be able to know every. I mean, ask me who the manager was in you know 1989, and I could bang them all out. And now it's like, uh, who the hell is the manager? Pedro Griffal. Who? It's funny because when you Google him, who the him, hell is that? Well, Google him and look what comes up. Because it'll bother you that you don't know. Now you're telling me the name, and I still have no idea who it is. Google, or Google White Sox manager, because I don't know if maybe it'll come up if you Google his name, too. Have you heard of this guy, Marco? Because I could. all I remembered was that they didn't give Cairo the job after Pedro he filled in Griffel, last year. he was a Met? <laughs> who the hell is this guy? I've never heard of him in my life. Oh, my God. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. He's the manager of the Chicago White Sox? Who is he? Let's see. Who is the new Isaiah? Uh, da, da, da. Uh, don't give me much info there. Why is he wearing a Mets hat in this thing? Who are these guys? <laughs> Seriously, Marco. So I'm looking no up clue. his last year no in the clue. minor leagues. He played 59 games for the Norfolk Tides in 1999. So he ended his career. Oh, and he was with uh, Binghamton for the three years before that. So he spent four years as a Mets minor leaguer. And his minor league numbers are bad. I mean, I've ne- I've legit never heard of him before. So he didn't make the bigs. He was a minor league. I'm leader. trying to find out if he ever played a game in the major league. I'm okay. not seeing anything. And he just worked his way up through the ranks, I guess? Man, my God. That's now, a- after well, age 29, that was it in 1999. Look, you don't have to be a major leaguer to be a manager. I mean, no, that's we got fine. one in, you know, in Queens. Buck Showalter never made the bigs. I'm not worried about that. That's a great manager. He was a catcher. Could you have imagined in, like, 99 if... Piazza and Pratt went down, and this guy was who the Mets called? Pedro Griffel. Holy cow. Do we have a list of current managers? I mean, I want to see how many I've actually heard of now that we're doing this. Uh, my God, Pedro Griffel. No idea. It looks no like idea. he first started managing in 03 in the A in A ball, and then he then managed again in 2012 in A-plus ball for the yeah, Seattle organization. Current managers in the MLB. I mean, Marco, how many do you... More experience going in than Aaron Boone. Yeah, well. (laughs) How many managers do you think you could name? Not as many as I should. Let's put it that way. 
I, I really, there'd be a lot of them, especially with the newer guys. I have no idea. I'm sure I had to at some point report that who Pedro Griffal was the yeah. white side. I'm sure I said it at some point in my don't remember it at all. Like I would think I could get at least twenty out of thirty, but the ones I didn't know, like Griffal, you could give me a thousand like You'd I would have just yeah. all I remember from that is Miguel Cairo was the interim and I remember him not getting the job even though he seemed to do better than LaRusso when he had it. I feel like the other ones I've at least heard of. Heard of? I would like to Who's, think that I know right. most of them, yes. Without looking it up, do any of you guys have the cheat sheet in front of you? No? You don't have the list in front? I have it in front of me. I'm going to test you guys. Who's the Oakland Athletics manager? Kotze. Okay. You have any idea about that one? Uh, he, now that he said it, yeah. Okay. You, at the second that you asked me, no. I didn't know. Uh, all right. Um, Marco, I'll ask you this one. Who's the Blue Jays manager? Oh, geez, it's new. And Mattingly's the uh, hitting coach. Um, I can't say I'm... Was it Montoya still? No. No, it's new, right? Who was it? John Schneider? Yeah, he took Did over you know when, that... they, when they fired Montoya. Yeah, you knew I just forgot one, his name. No, that one I forgot. Um, Kansas City. <clears throat> nope. Nothing. Please? No, that was... um. It's the guy the Mets didn't hire. Yes, yes. Good job, Quatraro. They were yeah. gonna get yeah the guy from the what was that the Rays or the, the Brewers? Yeah, the, they the were guy, trying to ruin the my guy that was... I remember was the finalist with Buck, and you would have yeah. lost your mind. Oh God, no! I would have. They would have felt the wrath. Yeah, Buck they, Showalter and six other guys. They tried to ruin Mary Buckmiss. Um, everyone else, uh, Orioles manager, should know this one. Oh, I know his face. Um, big dude. Brandon Hyde or yes, something? Yes, yeah. good call, Marco. Now, I'm looking at the names. So I'm like, oh, you should know this one. If you asked me before that, I would be like, uh, Buck <laughs> well, Showalter? That, that's the other thing, too. Like, <laughs> they haven't played a game yet. Like, I need to get someone into yeah, baseball I know, mode. I know. Uh, Diamondbacks. Lo, that's Lavello Lavulo, however yeah, you say. Tori He's been there for a while. Oh, Tori Lavello. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was a Yankee for a little bit. I mean, that's basically it. Everybody else, you kind of. Nevin are, got the Angels job. Like, he got the interim tag removed. He got it for real, right? Yeah, on a one-year deal. Who? Phil Nevin. Nevin. It was such a disaster. Joe Madden. Well, yeah, but, oh, yeah. listen, Angels, Artie Marino. Well, that was the thing. I'm going to sell the team, so you come back on a one-year deal. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to sell, but I'm not giving you any stability. You stay here on a one-year deal. Pedro Griffel, he definitely gets the... He definitely gets the award for who the hell is that guy? Well, that almost sounds made up. Like, who... I mean... Yeah, I honestly at first I was like, no, no, who's the manager? Griswold. Like, no, no, who is it? Clark Griswold. What the hell? Is yeah, he doing? right. What? You go from Tony Larusa to this guy? Come on. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.